You're listening to the Gaining Traction Podcast, Episode 11. If you're looking for tactical, actionable advice on how to get real feedback from your audience and turn it into immediate results that benefit your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Gaining Traction with your host, Ryan Battles. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning into the Gaining Traction Podcast. Here we take a look into the ways to gain traction with our products in the online space. And the content of this podcast is also available in written form over at ryanbattles.com slash blog. So if you prefer to read instead of listen or save for offline viewing, head on over to ryanbattles.com today. This is an exciting week for me. This is the week that I put my first book in the Amazon marketplace. It's called The Nine Habits of Successful Entrepreneurs. And in it, I outline a series of regular routines that maximize energy, save time, and allow you to enjoy consistent wins. And just as there are habits that should be added to your routine, there's also a few toxic habits that should be controlled. And these habits, they're common to many entrepreneurs and those who have found success have also found ways to minimize their damage. Now, nearly all of these habits originally stem from good intentions, and whether that's trying to improve your learning or paying close attention to details, or communicating with your team, it's not necessarily the actions themselves, but the habits that we form around them that influence the way that we carry out these tasks, and that is what derails us as entrepreneurs. Once we recognize these potential pitfalls, we can simply apply a strategy to reduce their negative effects on us, freeing up our time, energy, and removing the cap on our success potential. The first one of these bad habits is uh, revolves around business and self-improvement books. Now, I love books. I love buying them. I love reading them. And I love writing them. And when trying to learn a new skill, few things compare to the thrill of a full Amazon shopping cart ready with the wisdom of those who have gone before me and written about it. Now, here's the problem. Often these books simply take up space on my shelf. There's a strange psychological event going on that separates the emotions we experience when we think about the potential of owning a book versus once we actually own it. In my mind, I envision myself sitting at a coffee shop, reading my new books, and taking copious notes of all the insights and inspiration that burst from the pages. Now, don't get me wrong, there are many times that I do read these books and I do gain a lot of insight from them. In fact, there are many things that contribute to my success today that I was inspired to try from reading a book. So why are business and self-improvement books a dangerous habit? Well, they're a concern because it's really easy to get lost in reading about a certain subject instead of actually doing it. Reading about a topic can sometimes make us feel like we're making progress towards accomplishing a goal when in reality we haven't really made any measurable progress. Want to learn how to cook? Yes, it helps to have a cookbook or two on hand, but reading through 12 cookbooks and never turning on your stovetop just makes you an informed cook wannabe. And these same things hold true for entrepreneurship. There are a lot of great books out there on entrepreneurship, but if you never start a business or at least try things out for yourself, you'll never gain that experiential knowledge that launches you to success. As I mentioned previously, these books do have their place. They can help you when you hit a wall due to actually trying something first. Um, And business and self-improvement books are also great ways to relax and take in new knowledge but only if the bulk of your time is actually spent putting their tactics into action. So don't get tripped up on the habit of reading and learning about growth and success without also taking the appropriate amount of time to gain real experience. Now, the second bad habit that entrepreneurs often have is unoptimized meetings. We love to meet together. People are social social creatures. When available, we also like to solicit the help of others. This is why companies love to have meetings. The problem is meetings are often the lazy way out. 
If all you have to do is convince a bunch of people to show up in a room together and start talking about an issue at hand, then people often do that without necessarily doing the proper work behind it. Surprisingly enough, meetings happen every day that don't actually produce any measurable outcome. Meetings are not all bad, and there are times when they are necessary, but most often they're not. Could you accomplish the same outcome with a group email? How about using a tool like Slack Chat to have a quick discussion? Uh, If there are no other ways to communicate with others than to have another meeting, then the following should be applied. First of all, have a clear agenda. Never hold a meeting without a clear agenda, and once the meeting starts, dive right into it. Once the agenda has been met, adjourn the meeting. Two, minimize the people involved. If there aren't people who need to be there to accomplish the agenda, don't ask them to be there. If tasks are only relevant to a subgroup, consider splitting the meeting into smaller ones in order to respect everyone's time. And then three, record the outcomes. If you don't have clear outcomes from a meeting, then it shouldn't have taken place. Writing down the outcome saves everyone time in the long run as they can refer back to the notes and there's a clear documentation of everyone's next steps. In my business, Harpoon, there are two other owners that I meet with regularly. We keep a running agenda document updated throughout the week for items that we need to discuss with each other. When the meeting starts, we hit the first item on that list. In the same sheet, we record the outcomes of the things discussed. We use Basecamp documents for this, but you could easily use Google Docs or Evernote to achieve the same collaboration. Now, we didn't always have this system down. It took a few weeks of meetings that went way too long and were too off focus, even though the three of us value smaller meetings. The discipline of writing out that agenda has made a huge difference for us and fewer things slip through the cracks now. Now, don't get tripped up on the habit of letting meetings grow a mind of their own. Keep them short, succinct, and purpose-driven. The next habit that entrepreneurs often have which trips them up is waiting until everything is perfect. Being a perfectionist is a wonderful trait that ensures that what you accomplish is high quality, but sadly, it's the perfectionist nature that ensures that those tasks that we do accomplish are few and far between. I often meet couples who are in love, who want to spend the rest of their lives together, but don't want to get married until they have their financial lives in order. As someone who's been married for 13 years, I can assure you there's nothing you can do to be fully ready for the joys and challenges of marriage. The same thing can be true of having children. I've had four and launching a product. Things are rarely going to be so perfect that you have no other choice but to launch. Whether it's launching that product itself, an advertising campaign, or the next phase, when you jump in with both feet, you find a way to make it work. And if it isn't working, you have great motivation to make it so. A great piece of advice I heard from another blogger is to write out the titles of a few blog posts, then schedule them to go live, even without writing the actual post. The motivation, then, is to ensure that the post doesn't go out with simply a headline, so he makes darn sure to jump on his platform every week to write new content. When building Harpoon, we had a lot more features planned out than the ones that we eventually launched with. We had to decide which features were essential to launching and cut the rest. One of those features was support for international currency, we decided to launch only supporting the U.S. dollar. When the first round of invites that we sent out to our early access list happened, we received a significant number of requests for, you guessed it, international currency support. Seeing that our customers were now waiting on us to deliver lit a fire that caused us to build out a feature so fast that we got it out in record time. In fact, we had it in the application before we exhausted all of our early access invites just so it was ready when people logged in for the first time. If we would have waited to launch until we had international currency support, we would have taken two to three times longer to implement it, and since there was no real motivation for getting it out faster, uh, 
we would have taken our time. And also, we looked really good to our customers when they saw how responsive we were when listening to their feedback, and it caused many to become vocal fans of our product. So don't get tripped up on waiting until everything is perfect. Just jump on in. You learn the fastest when the motivation to get something right is the strongest. The next bad habit that entrepreneurs need to kick is being a bottleneck in the process. When I was a consultant, I had lunch with an entrepreneur who was looking to hire me as a developer. As she was trying to explain what she needed, she was very vague and had a, and I had a hard time interpreting exactly what she was asking. Finally, I simply asked her, um, can you just tell me what your product needs to do and I'll help you determine the best approach to get there? And what happened next floored me. She told me no. She was actually unwilling to tell me what her application would do, even though it wasn't even built yet, because she quote-unquote hasn't told anybody yet and isn't ready to share the idea with the world. Well, the meeting ended awkwardly, and as I explained, this project wouldn't be a good fit for me either. Uh, in truth, I also knew that her fear and need for control, even though all she had at this point was an idea, she didn't even have a market or a plan, uh, she simply had an idea and didn't want to share it. Um, so I knew that her fear and need for control would be a huge bottleneck for the entire project. And I've worked with entrepreneurs that want to approve every step of the process, and because they're so busy, end up holding everybody else up in the process. And yes, there are times when an entrepreneur needs to give approval, but the most progress is made when there are others empowered to make decisions and move the ball forward. I recall when I was reading Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek, that a pivotal moment in his passive income stream was enabling his customer support personnel to solve any problems costing less than $100 without needing approval from him. Issues were solved much faster, and Tim was bothered much less. His employees felt empowered to do their jobs, and it was a win all around. Now, don't get tripped up on thinking that you have to control the whole process. Trusting other people to help you find success will open you up to the expertise of others and your business will grow larger and faster than if you really were the only one pulling the strings. Our final habit that entrepreneurs uh, get tripped up by is being reactive instead of proactive. When a customer has an issue, we react in order to find a solution. And when we run out of money, we react and find ways to stay in the black. Being reactive is automatic, it's natural, but it does cause a lot of stress. Unfortunately, because being reactive is our default mode as people, it holds us back from a less stressful, more successful business. In contrast, being proactive gives us peace of mind knowing that our bases are covered before any real urgency arises. As an entrepreneur, being proactive means planning out the future, creating contingency plans, and being well aware of potential pitfalls moving forward. A proactive entrepreneur spends money on a lawyer at the start of their business to ensure that they have their legal affairs in order, whereas a reactive entrepreneur spends even more money on a lawyer when they are later sued because they didn't perform their due diligence. There is definitely a place for reaction. It can't be avoided. In fact, being reactive is good in cases where you accidentally discover a profitable avenue that you didn't know existed. This type of reaction is known as being agile, and it can be a big advantage to entrepreneurs as opposed to big businesses. To be a proactive entrepreneur, time must be scheduled to reflect on the past and make concrete plans for the future. This is both on a micro and macro level. For example, it is important to have a plan for your next year, but also important to have a plan for the next eight hours when you start your workday. If you're letting emails, unscheduled phone calls, or random YouTube videos suck away your accomplishments for the day, your goals for the day, you're allowing your reactive nature to take over. In contrast, if you have a plan for the day and ignore distractions that come along, then you'll reach your success milestones quickly and reliably. Don't get tripped up on the habit of being reactive instead of proactive. 
Spending time up front to plan out the strategy and contingency plans leads to a less stressful lifestyle as an entrepreneur and one that is often much more successful. That's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review. This helps other people to find the show. And also, feel free to reach out to me via email at ryanbattles at gmail.com. Let me know what you're working on, and thanks again. I'll see you next time. That's all for this episode of Gaining Traction. Be sure to subscribe and head to ryanbattles.com to sign up for the newsletter and load up on more actionable advice to grow your business. Thanks again, and remember, the only way to hit the ground running is by gaining traction.